So, Juanita, do you remember Maslow? Yes, the hierarchy of needs. I think I learned it in elementary school and again in high school and college. Yeah, but do you remember what was at the very top of the pyramid? Yeah, um, self-actualization, being the best me possible. But see, what people don't realize is that before Maslow died in 1970, he changed his model and nobody ever told us. This is a show where we'll explore what it means to retire with purpose, to make a difference, to invest in your family, your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your community, to live to your full potential and explore abundant opportunities to live with purpose and community. From Garden Spot Communities in New Holland, Pennsylvania, welcome to Retire With Purpose. I'm Scott Miller, the Chief Marketing Officer at Garden Spot Communities. And I'm Juanita Fox, the storyteller. Today, we're going to talk with Garden Spot Communities CEO, Steve Lindsay, and he's going to debunk the self-actualization myth and how what we learned about Maslow in school was just part of the story. Yeah, that's right. So for whatever reason, the most popular version of Maslow's hierarchy and needs is missing that most important part, the very top. It's not what we were always taught it was. In case this is the first Retire With Purpose podcast you are listening to, with each episode, we will include a downloadable PDF where you will find the main points of our discussion. Just to get you thinking, we offer fun facts before each interview. At the end of each podcast, we'll tell you how you can enter a drawing to win a hot air balloon ride for two in the Garden Spot Village hot air balloon. Did you know, in a similar way as artists are never truly appreciated until they are gone, We believe one of the reasons Maslow's revised hierarchy of needs never went mainstream is because it appeared in a collection of essays that were published in 1971, just a year after he died at age 62. Thank you, Steve, for joining us today. We would like you to share your perspective on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's not what we were always taught in school. Do you remember your first introduction to Maslow? Yeah, well, I think for me, like most of us, I discovered Maslow's hierarchy of needs when I was uh, in college. I, I took an intro to psych course, and of course, right there in the middle of, of the semester, they introduced Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And you're right, they um, most of the college courses, most of the high school courses, most of the articles you read about Maslow's hierarchy of needs stop at self-actualization. And what happens is they're missing the best parts of, of the whole model. And, and the, the pinnacle of what Maslow came to and all of his research and all of his interviews and all of his work uh, reached that next, to, that next level up from self-actualization, which we'll talk about as we go through. So when was it? I mean, you had mentioned to me that Maslow had modified the, the top of the pyramid, um, but I had no idea at the time. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was reading uh, something, oh, probably a, a couple of years ago, and, and this made that discovery. And, and it was someone who was kind of expounding on just that idea that, that there's more to this than we ever thought. There, there's more opportunities for us uh, to learn from Maslow than what we ever expected. And the opportunities for us to, to kind of shape our life around that and use that as a model to look at our lives and look at our organizations, I thought was just phenomenal. So I got really excited about that and uh, started uh, kind of talking about it and learning, sharing with other people. And the more we talked about it, the more we realized that there was some really good meat here that we could get hold of and use that as, as something that could impact our lives at Garden Spot Communities. Steve, could you walk us through Maslow's hierarchy of needs? 
if you go back and look, just as, as a little bit of background, Maslow was a psychologist uh, back in the 50s and 60s in America who was really searching for the meaning of life, like a lot of other people in that time. What was interesting about Maslow is he wanted to understand what, what it was that would make life purposeful for people. Uh, he was living at a time when he uh, felt like everyone was focused on the pursuit of money or the pursuit of fame, and that had eclipsed uh, all the more authentic or all the more real aspirations, the significant aspirations that people should be focused on in their lives, that they were missing the best parts because they were getting a little too focused on materialistic pursuits. And uh, so he, was, he, he began to really look for answers to questions such as, you know, what is it that we're really after in life? What are we looking for? What motivates us or what drives us? And he developed this, this model that was based on needs. Uh, and, and he kind of characterized it almost, well, it, it formed a pyramid, but it almost is like a staircase that when you step onto one stair, then that gives you the platform that you can go up and reach the next level and then reach the next level and reach the next level. And he started out saying, you know, there, there's some really basic needs that we have as human beings and we have to take care of those before we can go on to higher aspirations, to, to higher uh, pursuits. So can you share with us then, where does the pyramid start? The first uh, level of the pyramid, the first level of the hierarchy that he talked about was uh, our, our physiological needs or our, our physical needs. It's those things that are really just necessary for us to survive. It includes things like air and sleep and water and food and shelter. And, and these are what he talked about as being the first order needs that had to be met continuously in order for them to be satisfied. Um, if, if you had one of these needs that, that wasn't being met, the longer it went without being met, the more prevalent it was in your life and the more aware of it you were. And so as soon as you would meet that need, then it kind of drops back down again. So we see these, these bottom couple of needs as sort of rising and falling throughout our lives, depending on the circumstances that we're in. Okay, Steve, so if all of my physical needs are met, what, what happens next? The next level is what he talked about as being safety needs. And uh, these are, you know, the, the needs that we have just to be secure, to be safe in our lives. It can be personal security. It can be financial security. It can be security around our health and well-being. Uh, it might be protection from accidents or illness or, or crime. All of those kind of things uh, were included in, in this, this level of safety needs that we have to have before we can go on and, and start to look at some of the higher level needs. Those bottom two level needs, he really felt were, were pretty basic and, and were deficit-based needs based on, you know, you would meet them based on deficits that you felt at a particular time. But once you had a good handle on those, once you had those pretty well met, then that released you to go on and start to look at more social needs and spiritual needs uh, that we have as human beings. So from your perspective, where do a lot of retirement communities focus their energies? Well, I, I think not just retirement communities, but a lot of businesses have focused on those lower level needs. Um, you know, what, what we see uh, certainly in, in our world that we exist in, but also in a lot of the, you know, the, the consumer-driven businesses, is that they really focus in on those lower two needs. Uh, you know, they, they look at 
what what you know what are the basic things that we need to survive how do we how do we deal with those and actually that was something that maslow identified in in his research and as he was understanding this more and more he said there are so many opportunities for businesses, for service providers, for others to expand and to serve people in a higher level way. Um, you know, it's not our value proposition along uh, with a lot of retirement communities has been, you know, we'll provide a safe place for you to, to live. Uh, we'll provide basic, you know, health care for you. Uh, we'll provide the safety and, and knowing that if something, you know, happens in the middle of the night or, or at some point in your future, we'll have people there to take care of you. And it kind of stops there. Steve, how do we move people beyond the safety level? You know, the, the better communities say, well, we've got a, a, you know, a good sense of community or, or uh, you know, good social you know, relationships for you to join in. But it's as we start to look at those higher level needs that we start to see, you know, that that really is where the magic happens. That those lower levels, you know, the safety needs, the biological needs or physical needs that we all experience, those are, those are kind of table stakes that you have to have those in order to exist in our world. But where you really start to make an impact and where you really create an environment that inspires people to go on and do more and to be more is when you start getting into these upper levels. And and that starts, uh, according to Maslow, in the third level, which is basically uh, this need for belonging or or this need for love. And he said that that is just a, a core need that we all have, that once we deal with all those basic biological needs, physical needs, once we deal with those safety needs, then we can start to really satisfy our need for love, our need for belonging, uh, our need for, for healthy relationships that we all have. And it, it is basically just that need to, to love others and to be loved by the others. It's that, that need to belong to a group of people, to be accepted by other people. And it can be friendship, it can be intimate relationships, it can be marital relationships. Um, but what we find is when we don't have uh, those needs met, when our belonging needs or our love needs aren't met, then people start to feel uh, you know, that, that the, the impact of loneliness and depression in their lives. And there's been a huge amount of research done in just the last few years on the impact of loneliness in our lives. Uh, you know, the, the, the effect it has on our physical health, on our, our social well-being, our psychological well-being, and on and on and on. The people actually die sooner when they live in loneliness and isolation. And so I think Maslow was right on target saying that, you know, this, this need for belonging, this need for healthy relationships is really critical in all of our lives every day. And uh, it's something that we have, to, we have to tend to in order to be healthy as individuals and in order to continue to grow and learn and, and to be all that we can be. So, you know, I think that the research um, really reflects what we see here every day. When people live in community, um, they're healthier they're happier, they, they live longer. Um, so where does Maslow go next? The next level uh, goes on to talk about esteem needs. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, once we've met those core survival needs, once we've met our social needs, and, and we have that sense of belonging, then the esteem needs start to kick in. And um, they really have two dimensions uh, that we see come into play. So the first is that we need to have a, 
a, a sense of respect by others. Uh, once we get into a group, once we belong to a group, then we want to know that we're not just accepted by them, but we're respected to them. We're held in high esteem by them. We're held in high regard uh, by the people around us. And so it's important for us to gain some level of status in our peer group and in our community. Um, the other thing that comes into play then is a need for self-esteem, that once we have that kind of established, we, we need to be able to, to respect ourselves, to have a, a high level of esteem for who we are and who we have become. Um, I think one of, one of the most popular comments among professional athletes these days is, I've been disrespected. And you know you hear that all the time, all the time. I've been dissed, and um, and I think as we look at that, we you know it gets a little tiresome when you hear it over and over and over again. But what they're speaking to is this basic human need that Maslow identified a long, long time ago, that we really do have a need for self-esteem. We need to have uh, respect from the people around us, and and we want to feel that in order to be productive human beings. And so that was, that was uh, the fourth level of the hierarchy that Maslow identified. Steve, I think that really makes sense, that self-esteem, that need for self-esteem at, at the fourth level. So what does the next level talk about? The fifth level that Maslow talks about is uh, our cognitive needs, which are basically the need to know and to understand what is going on in the world around us. It has to do with our, our thirst for knowledge, our desire to learn more and to accumulate more knowledge and, and understanding of the world that's, that's around us. Um, we know that these are needs, this cognitive need is something that can be reasonably met, but the reality is we'll never completely fulfill it because for most of us, once we know more, we realize there's so much more out there that we need to know. And so it just becomes that yearning to constantly grow and develop. So the cognitive need is a little bit unique uh, in the model because it's something that we'll never fully meet and it continues to stay with us and, and to kind of drive us forward in a lot of other ways. Well, so you know that's that explains why some people explore a, a lifetime of of learning. Um, where do we go from there? The sixth level is the aesthetic needs. It's that need for symmetry and order and beauty. Um, it's it's really thought to be a prerequisite for self actualization because we have to be able to appreciate the beauty in the world around us, and that can take a lot of different forms. It can be beauty in art, it can be beauty in nature, it can be beauty in wildlife, in music, or or just standing out and looking at the blue sky and 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 just admiring the beauty that's that's all around us. We have to be able to identify and truly appreciate that before we can move on and be fully fulfilled as human beings. I think it's really interesting that the appreciation for the aesthetic really only happens at this level. Um, so what, what would happen after that? The seventh level uh, is, is where it really gets interesting with Maslow's hierarchy, uh, and that's the level of self-actualization. And, uh, and this is, this is in, in Maslow's own words, he said it was living according to one's full potential. Living, to one, living according to one's full potential. And the idea is that we could transform our potential positive qualities into actual positive qualities. At, at Garden Spot, one of the things we talk about is being the best version of ourselves. And that's essentially what Maslow talked about with self-actualization. Self 
is that we have this opportunity to learn and to grow and develop and lean in and to become the person that God created us to be, to become the person that we are, are meant to be here on this earth so that we can accomplish the things that we were meant to do uh, here on this earth. So you have this an, this amazing analogy um, about Forrest Gump, and uh, could you share that with our listeners? When I think about self-actualization, I think about the movie Forrest Gump. And if you remember the scene in Forrest Gump, he's a kid and he's been wearing those braces, and, yeah. and the braces have supported him um, and, and, and helped him walk, but he reaches this point when he starts to run, and he runs, and he runs faster and faster, and then the braces literally just fall apart and fall off, and then he's free to run, he's free to be himself. That's what I think about with this hierarchy, that some of those basic levels of those basic levels of needs, those are kind of the braces that support us, that move us forward. But at some point, as we get closer and closer to self-actualization, we start to become fully ourselves, that we start to become the best version of ourselves. And we start to run so fast that those braces just literally start to disintegrate and fall off. And that's when we feel free to be ourselves. And so that's, that's just a really exciting goal that we have as human beings and an opportunity to live into that of people no matter what age uh, we find ourselves living in. So, Steve, you've stepped us through the, the hierarchy of needs to this point. And interestingly enough, like this, it's still taught that way in school. Um, but as we've discussed earlier, there's a yet another level, and I'm sure that our listeners are um, eagerly anticipating what that is. I think the thing that was really exciting about this model is that a couple years before his death, uh, Maslow went on and he actually added another level on. Uh, based on his research, based on the interviews that he was doing, Maslow determined that self-actualization actually was not the pinnacle of the human heart. Um, and in fact, he went on to say that if people stop at self-actualization, they can get really self-absorbed. But then he went on to say that, that after we have, we have dealt with all those needs and we've become self-actualized, we have become the best version of ourselves, we have an opportunity to share that with the world out around us. And that is the, the level that he called transcendence or self-transcendence. And he said that, uh, you know, that, that that is the ultimate of human needs. It's that, uh, that need to go above and beyond. To, to transcend basically means to go beyond, to go beyond the border. And to self-transcend then is to say that there's something more. It's not all about me that I'm meant to connect with something greater than myself. I'm meant to have a purpose that connects with something greater than myself. And um, we see people who have, have self-actualized that, that then turn and begin to pour themselves out into the world around them, to begin to use their skills and their gifts and their talents and the person that they have become to make a difference in the world around them, to contribute to their community, to contribute to others, to serve people around them in a new and significant way. You know, Steve, that really is a significant change from when we were taught in school. You know, it was all about me, where this actually really shifts it and pivots it to become a point where it's all about someone else. 
And so that's what Maslow was really excited about near the time of his death, is this idea that it's not just about us, but it's about us connecting with a purpose bigger than themselves. It's about us connecting with the opportunity to pour out our lives, to serve others. This idea that we've, we've accumulated by this point in life, and, and Maslow talks about the, the fact that this is not a quick pursuit. You don't take a six-week course in self-actualization and be your full uh, potential. This is a lifetime of pursuits. And, and he talked about the idea that, it, you know, the model's much more fluid than what it appears when you look at the hierarchy, that you'll move between those different areas during different times of your life. But when you reach that point of self-transcendence, when you reach that point that you can begin to pour yourselves out into the lives of other people, a lot of those other things just cease to matter. So, well, you know, Maslow came to this realization fairly late in his life. Um, so what do you think it is about, you know, our retirement years that allows us to um, really pursue transcendence? Well, I, I think that's one of the really important aspects. I think the reality is that uh, that this is a lifetime of pursuit. It's not something that comes quick. And so we reach a point in life where we realize that all of the things that have consumed our time and our energy and our resources uh, have shifted a little bit. So we're not worried about you know, taking care of our two-year-old uh, who has constant needs and attention, you know, deficits of their own. Uh, you know, we're not worried about having to pay college tuition for our kids anymore or where our job's at or all those kind of things. That frees us up to begin to think about things in a little bit different way. And I think one of the things that, that, um, that we need to think about and we need to be intentional about is this idea of finding true community. Um, uh, you know, as we reach this point in life where we can start to think about, you know, where we want to go, how we want to spend the rest of our life, um, we realize that, you know, we want to be in a place where we can really know and be known by other people. We want to be in a place where we can love others and be loved by others, where we can serve others and be served by others. It's that basic need for community, for relationship, for connection that Maslow talked about but we think that's, you know, that's just hardwired into our DNA, that that's a part of who we are. There's been interesting research done in the last few years using functional MRIs and other tools that shows that that, that is so baked into our need as people that they can see that within the need of, of uh, babies while they're still in utero. Uh, that they already have that need for attachment onto another human being, that need for relationship. Uh, even before we're born, even before we enter this world, we have that need to be in relationship. And so, you know, those relationships that we have can either help us pursue this and move forward, or they can hinder us from moving forward. If you're intrigued with the idea of transcendence rather than self-actualization, we invite you to explore the abundant opportunities you have to live with purpose at Sycamore Springs, the newest innovative neighborhood of Garden Spot Village. Currently under construction, we have homes available with move-in dates ranging from summer 2020 to early 2021. We would love for you to join people from around the country who are moving to Sycamore Springs. To learn more, visit sycamoresprings.org. Well, that was part one of our conversation with uh, Steve Lindsay. Um, if you know that discussion intrigued you, we invite you to listen to part two of the conversation. Um, Steve will dive into five tips for living purposefully into the, the top of Maslow's pyramid and transcendence.
In addition, we've posted a PDF of the real Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and you can find a link in the podcast description. So before we go, through the end of June 2020, if uh, you contact us through our website, gardenspotcommunities.org, we'll enter you into a drawing for a hot air balloon ride for two. Um, Just be sure to mention the podcast before you press submit. But don't forget to contact us before June 30, 2020. And one final thing, um, I'm happy to answer general questions about retirement living. And so to that end, we uh, set up an email address that's entitled Ask Scott. And you can email me directly at askscott at gardenspotcommunities.org. And um, I'll get back to you. So thank you for listening to Retire With Purpose. I'm Scott Miller. And I'm Juanita Fox. Special thanks to Garden Spot Communities CEO, Steve Lindsay. Our senior producer and host is Scott Miller. Our co-host is Juanita Fox, and our producer is Gavin Souter. Our commercial and fun fact voice is Kelly Swigert. 